Hey everybody, Francesca here reminding you that I will be in Sacramento at the SAC Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with none other than Matt Lieb. That's right, we are co-headlining. It'll be super fun. It is St. Patrick's Day, so I guess we're all drinking, maybe? Anyway, get your tickets. There should be a link in this description, and I hope to see you there. Hi everyone. This is Francesca Fiorentini, and I wanted to thank you for listening to The Bituation Room. You're about to hear the first ever live recording of the podcast, which took place on Wednesday, November 21st, right before Thanksgiving, from the setup in San Francisco, California. The podcast was co-hosted by my friend, comedian, and labor organizer, Nato Green, and also couldn't have happened without the help of Dominic Delbeni and Jessica Moses. So huge shout out and thanks to them. Please remember to subscribe and give a five-star review, or four, like all except four. And, you know, maybe write a few words. That'd be tight. Thank you. Enjoy. In the Bituation Room. Welcome, welcome. Uh, This is, if you don't know, it is a progressive potluck, a Bernie bro-down, a fucking half-wonk, mostly stank podcast, and you're going to be a part of it. I feel like more of a millennial already. Uh, This is my elder. Uh Uh-huh. Nato Green, please show him the respect. Speak up, also. Uh, I've become old man the movement uh, (laughs) in my old age. Welcome, Nato, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm enjoying breathing. For the second time, this is... pretty exciting to breathe, isn't it? Hey, everybody. uh, Who likes breathing? (laughs) All right, and you're going to love our next two guests who are joining us in the Bituation Room Live. They breathe lots and lots of air. They take up a lot of space, and we love it. (laughs) They are... Comedian and writer uh, of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, currently with the Jim Jeffries Show on Comedy Central. Please make it very loud for Mr. Kevin Avery. The current supervisor-elect of this district that we're in right now, right here, the winner who won his district by more than any other uh, councilman has ever won their district in well, the history of San Francisco and time? We don't have councils in San Francisco, but I take your point. Nato's the wonk elder part of yeah. this show. We've gone over uh-huh. that. Please, please put your hands together for Matt Haney, everybody. Yeah. How you guys doing? I'm good. Very good. Kevin and I were both, uh, both we both worked on Totally Bias with W. Kamau Bell on FX. We did. We shared an office. Uh, we yeah, spent. That's right. We shared an office. We spent days. every day. Uh, me mostly reading footnotes of uh, reports and studies, and Kevin watching new edition videos. And did, yeah, the show got canceled. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> Who knows why? <laughs> Those no, are I, good videos. I, I watched a lot. I remember I ca- I had a, I watched a lot of Law and Order. We had a TV in my office at one point, and I just kept it on TNT and watched uh, Law and & Order, and I think Charmed was another show that was just on, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Good you time care about your mental work. health. I work in a newsroom, and it's just straight CNN. I wish it were Charmed. I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, I, now it's you know. 
wasn't Alyssa Milano on Charmed? Am I wrong about she that? She was. So now she's Alyssa Milano on CNN for other reasons. It's all Charmed. Um, you guys, this is the eighth episode of this podcast you probably never heard about, and half of you are like, comedy? And half of you are like, I know exactly why I'm fucking here, uh, because we got to sort some shit out. Half is a strong word. Uh, two of you. Uh, both uh, of you. Both of you know exactly the why you're here. The four people that I asked personally to come <laughs> know why you're here. We start off every episode of the Bituation Room with the same question. We ask all of our guests, "What are you bitching about now?" So I want to start uh, with Kevin. <sighs> what, are, Kevin? What are you bitching about? I'm usually pretty easygoing about shit. Um, I, I'll tell you something that's bothered me lately, and it's about uh, we were talking about movies back backstage, and I've noticed, you know, we there's a lot of talk about diversity in films, and I feel like there's such a thing as too much diversity just for the sake of diversity. Finally, said, a black guy said it. I here's agree. What I'm here's yes, my people will be heard. Just if you're gonna, I want to. If, if we are going to have race in in film and television, I want it used and depicted depicted accurately, and I was watching a Western recently, like a modern day Western, and you're, and you're watching all the people, and there's action going on in the foreground, and then in the background, uh, it's like in a saloon, you know, a bunch of cowboys in a saloon, right, in the Old West, and out of nowhere, just this one black guy walking by in the background, <laughs> and I was like, what, did a key grip just walk in, like, what the hell is going on, and suddenly I'm like, why aren't you following, that? like, that's what the movie is about, like, that, how'd that black guy get in that bar, and it's like cowboys and aliens, and I'm like, no, fuck the aliens, that dude is your guy right there, and I don't, and they, and no one acknowledges it, no one in the bar turns, and like, hey, what we gotta get this, They're like, fuck these aliens, this black guy just walked in this bar, you know, nothing like that happened. Yeah, you're supposed to feel nothing when you see that, so I was, I starred in The Crucible in high school, uh, and uh, I was one Me of the, too. the hysterical, oh my god, please. Uh, I was one of the hysterical, uh, screaming, like, uh, Puritan white women. And I don't know, I looked especially tan in that moment, but you have a, I have a shot of me in high school, and it's like, white, 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 white. Who's that? Yeah. Like, where did this, where did that colonist, like, voyage to and come back and be like, the spice trade has given me, I don't know what time we're talking But it, it was very fun. Something. But I think it's important. Listen, I wouldn't have had that role otherwise. I would have been backstage. True. Give, give a girl, a screaming girl, a chance. But at least the just for the, you know, like I love Marvel movies. I love Marvel movies. I love all the Avengers and Captain America. But like, definitely too many people of color in the Marvel. Movies. But but well no. But here's the thing. Why isn't Captain America the most racist superhero of all time? You're gonna tell me a guy, frozen in the ice. You know, <laughs> story of Captain America. He's frozen in the ice. They discover him in modern day, and then he now he's, we have Captain America. This, this dude from 1940s Brooklyn wakes up in 2015, 16, whatever. The first person he sees is black ass Samuel L. Jackson in all black leathers, gun in his hip, eye patch. How, that's just the first person. How is that his first line not like, this is what I was afraid of? Like, that's. <laughs> we just act like it is cool with it. Like, hey, are you the bathroom attendant? Yeah, like, what the hell? <laughs> that's his boss? He's okay with that shit? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Did it? Was it? I don't know. I don't. That's, it, that's all. Was Encino Man racist as fuck? Like, I never I saw Encino Man. I didn't either. Did anyone see Encino Man? Was he racist? Was there like some off-color things or no? On okay. Well, which guy? Brendan Fraser. Was the cave? The cave. 
Uh, well, see, that's that's race that's pre-racial construction. Yeah, was, yeah. Race is yeah. a social construct, yeah. and there's exactly. no race in the Neolithic <laughs> era. So <laughs> it's not like it's just his whole framework of even thinking about. Yeah, like he didn't have colonialism because he didn't have fucking wheels, you know. True, like, true, true. And even he if he had guns, germs or steel, he's like a caveman. He could have racist thoughts. Went straight to the germs. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Occasionally there was some racist cave painting, but. Yeah. All right, all right. What, Matt? Matt Haney? What, what are you bitching about? You just won an election. You were vacationing up until recently. Yes, I I just got back from Puerto Rico about two hours ago. Um, I recommend it. I literally just waited to see who Trump was talking shit about on that day and said that's where I'm going to go visit. Um, So about eight days ago, there was something about Puerto Rico. So that's I went there. Um, A beautiful place. Um, But I'm I'm actually bitching about something else today. how many of you have, have heard of or been to the place called Mezzanine, San Francisco? Yeah. Well, I got some bad news. Uh, so Mezzanine just announced yesterday that they're going to be closing. Ooh. And the reason why they're closing is because... For the, for the podcast audience who isn't, doesn't live mm-hmm. within a mile of where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, is, it near, is, it, true. is it near Manila? Right, uh, right. That's where your fans are. Yeah. It's so this is a, yeah, this is a, a big musical venue in San Francisco. They have great live acts. They also are host to Prince versus Michael Jackson. What? Stevie Wonder. Um, do they do a Beyonce versus Janet? Yeah, they do Beyonce versus Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. I think right, is right, the, right, right, right. Yeah, Janet's like is the matchup. So they it's announced that they're closing because <laughs> the <laughs> landlord wants to turn the space into office space um, and raise the rent by 600%. Um, so they're canceling their lease and they're going to instead put more office space there. And so um, I'm bitching at the fact that in San Francisco, we can't just become an office park where we don't have places to go out, where we don't have places to meet each other, to celebrate, to listen to Stevie Wonder. Um, So uh, we're gonna do everything we can to stop them from closing mezzanine. This is in your district. So they're not putting office space there. That's So are you gonna, are you like- I don't know, I don't actually know what my powers are yet. I haven't taken (laughs) office. So they, ha- I, they haven't I, given I, you the ring, I, but yeah, but I want to at least believe I can keep clubs open. Like Would if you dress one up if you power. dress up as Prince or yeah. MJ? Yeah, I mean whatever it takes. Whatever I mean, it takes. Will Prince and or Michael Jackson be in that office? Because then I might. If it was <laughs> right. an office for Prince, that might be, that'd be, be yeah. dope. That'd be dope. So, but. that's what I'm bitching about. No, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, th- I'm sorry. You, you got. Uh, I don't live here anymore. You're telling me. Some there's a thing, a show where Prince and Michael Jackson. Is that what's it's happening? A live well, it's like a show. It's, it's like they don't this. come back. They're they're not really in a room alive. together, face to face. The impersonators? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no it's no, DJs. No, 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 no. DJs. Oh, it's just DJs battling. DJs and then oh, people right. dress up. Okay. I was about to. Yeah. Say. So, so like, but Matt. I, I, like I went. Prince, I went to Prince. I, Prince or Michael Jackson for you? Oh, that's really hard. Um. But like Pr- gut instinct, go bam. Prince is okay. for me. Or and Prince. Beyonce or Rihanna, go. Rihanna. Okay, all right. Now we know where you stand. I'm at the edge here. one. No. Uh, I went. I went to Prince. Uh, I don't go dancing a lot, but I, w- I do. If I do go dancing, it's gonna be Prince and Michael Jackson. And I went and I got one of these water bottles here, uh-huh. and it fits perfectly into my back jean pocket. And I entertain myself by backing up to men. And then watching them freak out as they were like, "Oh no, this guy's got a boner in his back!" Like. Uh, <laughs> You ass- you assaulted men oh, yeah. all night for, yeah. for and good. And you got that at the event? 
no, I Prince like, would be so proud, first of all. Oh, at that thing. All right. Is I, just, I rub my butt up on dudes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Who thought that I had a boner on my back. All right. I was going to say we need you at public comment, but I don't know if that's going to be Not with, with that cost. story. How did yeah, you no. discover that's a thing you can do? Which part? It was the first time you went, you backed into some dude with a bottle of water in your pocket, and you went, this is a great idea. I'm going to do this all night long. This is keeping me thoroughly entertained. The dancing's cool, but the Svig boner is on point. You a creepy you, white dude. Let me pack that yeah. water bottle up. Yeah. I feel like that's the song we need well, to remake. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, you know, you know how it is. You, might, you know, my You've thought process. You've never felt. See, as someone who's actually felt that, though, yeah, that's oh. the most horrifying thing you can feel. It really is. It's very, very scary. I know. First, it, I was getting wait. revenge <laughs> on all those creeper dudes. Yeah. Yeah, you're the good. You're the you're boner avenger. Is that what you're telling me? This is your. I, I like, like this. I look, like this role. If, if if I'm a straight white guy, I feel like I should be able to use my privilege of the shit that I can get away with by doing other things to regulate other. I, they keep saying you have to put other straight white guys in check. I rub my my fake boner on them. <laughs> so that's how I'm gonna put straight white guys in check by rubbing my fake boner on them that I don't have. It's just not like. <laughs> I've got this bottle of water. I gotta do something with it. I know, <laughs> fake boner. Just, no is... king shaming here, Nato. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever you. <laughs> what What are you bitching about, Nato? Uh, D- dudes boners. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not. Uh, here's why, Kevin. I mean, really, Kevin. It's just like I have this. Partly, I'm a little bit, as you know, I'm a l- slightly autistic. Like, a l- not really, know, but like I know it's more Asperger's. It's more I'm a, borderline. I'm a little bit Aspergery. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and like I do things. There's things that uh, that people like. I do things because I'm like, this will be a good story. No, yeah. I feel and you. I feel you. So like, what if I made it weird right Did now? Did you get slapped or hit? But no, I just got some frightened looks. <laughs> but here's the thing that I just realized. Imagine being one of these guys and you back into him, and not only do you feel a boner. But you hear the crunch <laughs> of it, and you're like, "What? Like the crunch of that bottle of water?" But you don't know that it's a bottle of water. You just think it's a boner, but it's crunching, and that's terrifying. Oh. I still don't understand my how it worked. Because whose boner is on their ass? Like I don't my understand how well, he that's was the like whole crazy backing thing. into people and like, "That's my dick between my legs." Like what? <laughs> how did? What did? Right? My, my that actual, makes no sense. My actual penis makes that sound, by the way. It crunches oh. like a plastic water bottle. Well, bravo. That's anyway. you, are, so, you are the elder here. So, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, Is that what we had to look forward to? Yes. Crunchy penises? I have... <laughs> they get crunchy. Uh, osteopenis. I'm mortified uh, right now. <laughs> so, is that a medical condition? Um, <laughs> That's my superhero name. So... Uh, here's what I'm bitching about is also movies. I saw the new, I took my kids to see the new Fantastic Beasts, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, which is horrible. It is Easy. It, it is so, it is like, it, I mean, I feel like they wrote it with refrigerator magnets. <laughs> it is like, they, like J.K. Rowling wrote the script. She clearly should not be writing. She'd write the books and let somebody else write the script. The story is a mess. Like, my kids... We spent three days of them being like, and what happened? And why was that guy doing it? Like, the, the beasts themselves look cool, and the outfits look cool. Like, if I had just gotten to yeah. see a slideshow of 1920s tweed, I would have been way more into the movie uh, <laughs> than actually seeing the, the alleged story. This is grown up or, or younger? I, I pre or, or sequel? It's, it's a prequel. Pre-er. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, and, I mean, that's, and that's the other thing is, like, is... Uh, the protagonist is like a, sh- a sh- 
schlemiel, I think is the technical term. Um, for a, a Potter so, to Harry Potter term? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that sounds like it's a magical Gryffindor, term. Gryffindor, schlemiel. I don't know. I've never yeah. read it's Harry one of the Potter. Houses. And I think that my life is Hogwarts. Schlemiel sounds like you're sort of like water ball at rape that you do. Like you're, that's a total schlemiel. Oh, he schlemieled me the other night. Ah. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the crimes of Grindelwald. Okay. <laughs> Definitely a crime. Isn't it? Isn't it? Right. So, did you like the first one? Yeah. See, I didn't like the first one. I almost walked out, and then I got into it, and this second one I liked a little. I liked better. You know, you know what I liked about the first one is the the people that he become friends with in New York. The that yeah, they were fun, and they were also like they were all Jews. So I was like, oh, they're my people. I don't, you don't seem Jewish at all, but. They were like, this is. Wait, they had like magical creatures and then Jews. And then Jews. That's They're like, oh, so well, um, um, slightly uh, like problematic. A, like a Niffler and a Rosenthal. You know what I mean? Like all in the same universe. And I was like, it's great that there the get to be Jews in the magical universe. Um, you are the chosen people. I know. Wow, that's amazing. Um, what are you bitching about? Oh, so I was gonna go. I was gonna go serious because y'all are just you know super light. But uh, I, I mean, the Ohio State Assembly trying to criminalize. Uh, abortions at six weeks uh, under their heartbeat law. Um, bitching about that shit. I think they are off. They are basically. I think the House passed this six-week abortion law, which I think just shows the weakness of the GOP. Like every time they're fucking losing, they're like, "Who do we regulate?" And you know, uh, uteri seem to be close, so they just go after women. Uh, I don't think that abortion should be criminalized. Uh, and one of the things that they're thinking about doing is adding the death penalty as a possible as a possible punishment if you get an abortion, which is just brilliant. Um, fuck that! I think there should be death penalties for people who play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's what I think. Let's okay. redirect the death towards those pre-cum Christmas motherfuckers who you're trying to shop, trying to shop for your turkey and you're ding dong, ding dong. Like, stop, just stop. Uh, you don't get to play Christmas music, you don't get to have Black Friday sales before Thanksgiving. That's I how it works. You get trampled with I'm dreaming of a white Christmas behind you or nothing. I, I, okay, at this point I feel like I need to confess to you that I already have my Christmas tree up. Don't you gasp. Fuck that. But it's not that I just put it up. It's that it's been up since last Christmas. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. It's just one of those things where I got excited. I moved into this new place and I got excited. Oh, I'm into Christmas. I love Christmas and I put my tree up but I'm still just a single dude living in this place. And so Christmas ends and you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll do it later. And so the tree has you. Once I got into the Burr months, I was like, forget it, we're, we're just doing this. What did you say, the Burr months? The cold yeah, months? Yeah, October, November, oh. Oh, September. The Burrs. That's the first, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you, but you live in LA, how Burr are they? They're not. Well, they're no, but I'm just saying, like once you're, once you get into September, the rock is rolling down the hill. You just, you gotta roll with it. You're just, at this point, taking it down is point. Now you're just early for Christmas, so I just left the shit up. But people show up at my place and they're thrown off immediately because there's, you know, that's exactly right. You're speeding up life. Is that they just want to like speed us toward? We're hurtling towards the end of the year. So let's slow down. Are you gonna do your hotel Santa tradition this year? Oh. <laughs> 
I don't know. They haven't. They haven't. I'm, that's, I'm staying at that hotel. This right, sounds like a, sh- a schnoodling. What was the thing? Schlemiel. This schlemiel? sounds like a schlemiel. No, 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 it's not that at all. Hotel Santa. Why don't you explain to the people your I hotel? Just I stay at this. I stay at the Nuka Hotel when I'm in town. And several years ago, I I showed up and there were these people in the lobby as you check in dressed as Mrs. Claus and you know Christmas trees and Santa and elves. And they were asking people. And you were they, like, I want to be an elf. Well, I didn't even ask. I was disgruntled I was holding a birthday cake for some reason and I was just angry but they were asking people five what months they after the person's him. birthday obviously because that's how he rolls they, they wanted to know what you would ask for, for from Santa if you could and, and I couldn't think of anything and finally blurted out how about a MacBook Air almost defiantly like yeah give me a computer and then like a few hours later there's a knock on my door and it's elves and Mrs. Claus and they're like Merry Christmas and they had went out and bought people all the things that they'd asked for, and I got a free MacBook Air. So I talked about it on our podcast. I did this podcast with Kamal Bell, and on stage that night at the club, and and um, and then the and the hotel appreciated that, and people were tweeting about it. And so then they asked me to come back and be a part of it the following year. So I was an elf, and then I was Santa. I think last did year. Did you get another MacBook Air? I did not. They gave me something else, but it was not a MacBook so Air. So part but of your penance, like you're like, you get this MacBook Air. You gotta be. Yeah, yeah, now you gotta come work for us. <laughs> yeah, you gotta work in Santa's workshop for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, they basically <laughs> handed me this computer like you're gonna be building these next year, and that was, and that was that. But so the last year or two, what they've done is it was just this this promotion thing they were doing, giving away things to get to the guests. But now what they do is they uh, invite disadvantaged families and they put together like a big Christmas dinner for them and they give gifts away to the children. And I got to be Santa and do that last year, and That's that was great. very fun. Haney. Yeah. Write that down. Something you should do in your district. Go to Hotel Nico. I think you're going to go to the mezzanine, dress up like uh, Prince Santa. There you go. And uh, give give the people MacBook Airs and um, fake boners on their legs. I think they'll love it. They need to be taxed. So I just want to validate fuck Ohio Republicans. Thank you for validating what I was saying about uh, abortion being criminalized. Uh, We're going backwards, man. We're We're slipping. Uh, as does the time, and we're going to move on to our first, our next segment called The Sitch on the Bituation Room. Every week we have a different sitch that we go through, and this week we're talking about the California blue tsunami that we had, essentially. So, uh, in California, the headlines since the election have been like, you know, Republican Party buried, GOP dead in California. Uh, there is now a Democratic supermajority in the state le- in both houses of the state legislature. Uh, Democrats swept all of the top, the statewide offices in all of the statewide races that involved Republicans. No Republican got more than 40% uh, in any of the statewide races. Uh, Republicans got the, as they say, the orange curtain fell. So Republicans got wiped out of congressional seats in Orange County. There were seven congressional districts that were uh, that with Republican Congress people that uh, Hillary Clinton won in 2016. As of today, six out of seven, and but probably seven out of seven have been flipped to Democratic Congress people. They're still counting votes, uh, but it looks like David Valdeo is going to lose in Fresno. So, uh, uh, how do you f- how do you feel about it? What does it mean? Um, the, the the OC is blue. The OC is blue. Um, do we even want the OC? Like on our like, does that like if you're a Democrat, you're like, no, I don't. That makes me uncool to be with the uh, with the fucking OC people. So, uh, at, so supervisor, supervisor elect, what's your? Do you want to? Uh, well, <laughs> well I, I heard that both of you went out there and were a part of this. 
Yes, that's right? true. You can't prove it. Yeah. No, no, we went. But yes, my Prius was yes. in the line of Priuses, the gridlock Prius line from San Francisco <laughs> to District 10 of just like Josh Harder. <laughs> uh, yeah, we worked. We worked. I, I went and knocked doors in Modesto uh, for Josh Harder, and it was a, it was a trip because like you had all these Bay Area people out there, like San Francisco liberals out there, ready to like into the idea of being like for the working people of Modesto and then getting to Modesto and being like, oh, so is this fucking like sawed in half couch in your driveway bringing you joy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you, uh, <laughs> are you, is, have you They're talking about the miracle of tidying up. Yeah, the miracle <laughs> of, of tidying up. Have you thought about and like, like opening your chakras? Have you tried Soylent? It really is amazing. Have you tried juicing instead of meth? What about microdosing? Like people? Oh, just Josh Harder? Cool, 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 <laughs> yeah. cool, 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 cool. I got. I was. A, I was confronted uh, by a, a pit bull with a chihuahua on its back. <laughs> like every house had a pit bull or a chihuahua, but then there was one house with a. There was barking at a pit bull, and then there was a chihuahua standing on the pit bull, also barking. You just like the pit bull's hype man. Anyway, that's what it was you like. You put the pamphlet in its mouth. So, and then I, I went back to HQ and I was like, Josh Harder, I put you over the top, bro. By 4,000 votes also. Yeah. Only. Um, anyway, I think the uh, supervisor-elect was going to say something. <laughs> well, well, thank you for going out there and doing that. I, You're welcome. I mean, I, I, a couple of things. I'm, first of all, I'm glad that the Democrats finally got something right. Uh, I, I think that they, that for so long, just you winning. Know, you mean? Just winning. I uh. mean, um, I mean, if you can't win against this guy in this climate, um, wi against candidates who have, were sticking by Trump. I mean, the Republican candidates in California, despite the fact that you know everything that he said and how unpopular he was, they were sticking by him. And so, you know, I, I'm glad that we ran candidates who could win. I'm glad that they had everybody coming from the Bay Area. I also I would knock on people's doors, campaigning here in, in San Francisco, and people will be sitting there writing postcards to Orange County. Um, so this was a huge effort, and I mean, I think it's great. I mean, why would you vote for a Republican if you live in California in light of what they're doing across the country? So I'm happy. Uh, I hope they actually do something and they don't fuck it up. Um, the Democrats, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yes, um, because now they have a, a, a large majority. Aren't you close personal friends with uh, Gavin Newsom, the new governor of California? <laughs> Aren't you like texting each other and shit? <laughs> he looks like he belongs Jesus to OC, Christ, by the way. <laughs> Speaking of OC, I feel like yeah. him, he and uh, who's the actor who plays in the OC? Not Dennis Quaid, the other one who looks exactly like Dennis Quaid, but he's got eyebrows. Who's the dude? <laughs> what? Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher, is that him? Who is in, who's got like, he's also in American Beauty and he's got, they both have like the white sideburns. Yeah, Peter Gallagher, thank you planted audience member. Uh, you got you got sway with that fool? I have no idea who that is. No, with Gav Peter Gavin Gallagher Newsom. or Gavin oh, Newsom? First Gavin Newsom. You hook us up with Peter Gallagher? What's up? I like mean, we go through Newsom to get yeah, to Gallagher. Yeah. I mean, Gavin Newsom is like a politician created in a in a lab somewhere. You sure. Know? So I, I, I know him. I, I'm not exactly sure what he's going to do or, or what he's going to be about, but um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that he does something. <laughs> I guess that's not the, the biggest <laughs> endorsement. He won't of, of do no. nothing. Gavin I mean, Newsom, I won't do he nothing. Won't, I know? hope he does I something, mean, preferably something good. I <laughs> hope he does something good. Uh, he, you know, he Success tends to have, is about lowering your he expectations. He tends to have good political instincts. So when there's an opportunity, he jumps on it. And it's not all he jumps on. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
right. He, he fucked his best friend's wife. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I want to give more context to all this, which is some of the, the California Republicans are basically singing themselves this little funeral. And I have thoughts about that because I think uh, I don't want them to die quite yet. Like, I actually think California Republicans have a role to play in the nation, meaning help the rest of your party not be so white nationalist. Um, but they're saying things like, uh, the party has to die before it can be rebuilt. Uh, yes. Uh, and by die, I mean completely decimated. This is California GOP political consultant Mike Madrid. There is no message, there is no messenger, there is no money, and there is no infrastructure. <laughs> Another uh, person said, this is an assembly leader, Kristen Olson, said, the California Republican Party isn't salvageable at this time. The grand old party is dead. And that's like, yes, die. Like, I will dance on that grave, but also move eastward. <laughs> like, go do good over there. Like, convince Florida, or, you know, convince these other states. Because um, I think California you Republicans- convince those other states to also die? Yeah, to basically, I think Solid. what's interesting about the California Republicans is that they're, they're essentially if the GOP had taken their 2012 lessons to heart. So when they lost, when Romney lost to Obama, like, you know, there was like that position paper, strategy paper that was essentially like, hey, we can't just be the party of white people. And they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And they're like, hey, fiscal conservatives come in all shades. You know, a lot of Asian Americans and Latinos, like they're gen and, and they're pro-life. Like, like, let's expand the party. Let's be multiracial and inclusive and da da da. And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that, I feel like, is where the Ca California Republicans want to go. Do you, is that what you think they want to rebuild the party into? I'm just kidding. I, yeah, I, that's I what think I want so. Like, I think California Republicans do it? want that because I think they're in districts where the, demographically they're changing. And of course, depending on how kind of fucked up it's being portrayed, it's like, well, the demographic death spiral. <laughs> like, as if like Latinos were like marked a death spiral. Like, no, uh, they don't. So, but, but that's what they're saying is like their districts are changing. If you want to appeal to Republicans, you can't support this essentially like Nazi, this neo-fascist in power. Um, and, and I think that like California, Demo I mean, Republicans might've been the only ones to get that memo and actually take it to heart and are seeing the losses based on like where California is at. Whereas the rest of the country is still just, you know, sort of sinking their, their tugboats up to, you know, the Trump fucking Titanic, you know, you get it. But I mean, I wonder if that, if that is, it, if that just works for the rest of the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I, if, isn't that the, the reason why they... Right, because they see that playing to people's racist fears, sexist fears, that yeah. that actually has given them results. Um, I, I think, I mean, I think California in some, is like where the rest of the country's headed. Like, I feel like this, our, what we have here is, you know, Republicans are at 23% voter registration. They never crack 40% in statewide elections. And that, so they're like locked out of the majority of the legislature and, uh, and statewide office. And then the, the political struggle is really between progressive Democrats and corporate Democrats. Right. And that's yeah. the politics of the state of California. And I think but for gerrymandering and voter suppression and the Electoral College, that would be the entire United States. Remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor? <laughs> that wasn't that long ago, was it? I feel like we don't talk about that that much. That was, he was, that was really <laughs> fucking weird. And it was like for a long period of time. And now, and, and he was a Republican. 
and popular, but I, I, he's probably not even welcome at a Republican nope. convention in California. So it's almost the opposite, which is if you're a, if you're still a Republican in California, like what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Whereas it, it, in some places, everybody's a Republican, so you can be kind of moderate or socially, all that. It's cool. You're Republican. You can hang out. You can come to comedy clubs. But if here, if somebody was like, I'm a Republican, you all kind of like, ooh. Yeah, how do you, you, know? you uh, And you smoke cigarettes? Gross. Um, do you think, but do you think Republicans uh, around the rest of the country look at California Republicans like, what the fuck is wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, are they getting that vibe from, in general, do you think? or? Well, I mean, the head of the Republicans, I think the, the minority leader is going to be a Californian, uh, Kevin mm-hmm. McCarthy right. is his name. So, and he's awful. I mean, he's as bad as any of them. So if you look at the map of California, actually most of California is red in terms of the, ca- of the counties. Um, we are like a blue coast, right, which has most of the people. Mm-hmm. But then most of the, the majority of the counties actually are Republican. Totally. They say there's an east-west divide in California. So like, I think anything east of the five, including the McDonald's farm, those those cows in Colinga are fucking MAGA as fuck, dude. Like, but then um, I always go, I'm like, oh man, look at how much of the state is red, and then I go click on the counties to see the numbers. It's like, wait a minute, there's four thousand people in that county. Like, exactly. Yeah. But but NATO, you're saying that you think that actually, without gerrymandering and voter suppression, the rest of the country would look like California? I think that I, yes, I think the I think I mean yeah, you see that nationally. Like like if you look at the if you look at the polling, you know, like. Uh, you know, I mean, Clinton won the popular vote by three million votes. If you look at the polling on every issue, you know, like on like seventy percent of Americans support Medicare for all now. Like mm-hmm. that's the yeah. And now, and it's I mean, it's like and th- and it's like everything that Trump gets involved in, public opinion moves the other way. So now, like seventy percent of Americans think immigrants are a good thing for society. We need more immigrants. Like that's the that's the that that's the future of the country. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and it just doesn't feel that way because they're holding on through cheating and mm. through anti-democratic strategies. Right. But, uh, you know, I think uh, we're going to have to, you know, defeat them in the race war because there's more of us than them. I'm down. I just don't, yeah. <laughs> defeat them in the race. Just casually throw in race war there. I think that's really good. Like, oh no, man, I do that what? all the time. Just uh, race war is like my, uh, my Starbucks name. Um, <laughs> Matt, I had a Vanilla question. latte for race Wait, war. <laughs> Wait, can I just... When I, um, I, I was not a coffee drinker for most of my life, and then I just started recently jumping on the bandwagon, Welcome. and I didn't know what a, a black eye was in terms of coffee, <coughs> right? Isn't there... You get, oh, yeah, it's like two shots is a black eye, and then there's three is a red... Or I forget, I don't know. But I just remember this one Starbucks guy... Yelling, uh, I got a black guy on the bar, a black guy on the bar. And I just, and I was like, that can't be what he's saying. But he kept saying, I got a black guy on the bar. And I was like, okay, I get, it was funny for a second. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? And then so once you later, gave him a bunch of black guys, <laughs> yeah. you gave him a black guy and you're like, who's laughing now? I just, right. But I just remember it was like a few years later and someone was like, oh, you want a few more shots? Just get like a, a black guy. And I had this, oh, this coffee's not racist. And <laughs> Matt, I have a question for you because your district, for those of you listening out in the ether, um, Matt's district is really diverse and also uh, specific, specifically economically. You've got the Tenderloin uh, and you've got Soma and you've got, uh, I mean, San Francisco has, I think, one of the biggest, I, I believe, like, 
one of the most unequal cities in the country. Yeah. And your district really captures those haves and have-nots. Uh, there are people sleeping in tents right outside of where we're recording right now. And then yeah. there are, you know, tech companies that are in your district. You got, I think Jack Dorsey's in your district, bud. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So this is my question to you. How do you... How, how would you, you fuck Jack Dorsey? How do you fuck <laughs> I, I think that's the next <laughs> question. <laughs> I'll tell you how. You back into him with a bottle of water in your pocket. <laughs> you bring that Step shit one. home. You bring it home. A little crunchy crunch. Uh-huh. And you're that's how he likes it. Got that, that elder dick. Um, sorry. <laughs> what, how do you make change uh, without upsetting money and power too much? <sighs> Having not served a day... Yeah. In your position, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. As an expert on this, <laughs> although they did, they did spend almost a million dollars uh, to try to defeat me. Who's they? Um, the Jack Dorseys of the world. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, the other folks from Twitter, um, the Police Officers Association. Oh damn. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think that some of it, uh, you know, you have these folks like Jack Dorsey, these these CEOs, who try to speak for all of the workers and all of the employees and for tech as a whole. And I think that what you find, uh, hopefully if you talk to some of those Pinterest people, is that they came to San Francisco because they want this place to actually be diverse. They want it to be cool. They want it to have culture. Um, they don't want it actually to just be a big office park where you have to be a billionaire to, to live here. So what I'm hoping and what I'm betting on, having not served a day in this office yet, is that the actual tech employees and the residents of the district um, want to see similar things and want to work together and will say, fuck the Jack Dorseys of the world who want to just make it about profit mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to bet on the people, whatever their background or wherever they work, um, bet on them and their willingness and their commitment to the city to be a great place for everybody. Nice. Uh, so are you saying techies have souls? I mean, <laughs> NATO's got a whole bit about techies <laughs> and souls. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we knocked on every door in the district probably five times. I stood at the tech shuttle stops, and uh, what I found is that they want to see a city that actually takes care of people, that, you know, tech folks voted for Prop C, which if you're, uh, if you're in the room, you probably know what it is, but if you're on the podcast, which actually can help get you know, 4,000 people off the streets in San Francisco. We have one of the worst homelessness problems here of anywhere in the world. I was in Puerto Rico for the last eight days. I didn't see anybody sleeping on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, you, you walk outside in this entire block, I live a block from here, um, it's full of people without, without homes. So uh, we can do a lot better. I should say one more thing. We gotta tax these motherfuckers too. Yeah. Uh, people have to pay. Uh, we have tremendous resources in this city, and we should not be living in a place where um, you have the wealthiest people and the poorest people literally on the same block. Um, we can do a lot better than what we're doing right now. All right. When you won the precincts that included like the condo towers that were the like. The I think that was because of your work on election of my day. Work, yeah. yeah. The, the, the million dollar, you know, the multi-million uh, pedotaires and those people, did you call them motherfuckers at that point? Uh, when you <laughs> got those people's... Uh, what was I'm it? talking what about the companies we oh need yeah, to attack. Yeah. You what know, was, we have to separate like the employees from the, from the, the companies and their, and their profits. Yeah, yeah. 
And what we what I said to the people who work in these companies or who live in those places is, hey, don't you want to live in a city where we address homelessness, where everybody has a place to live, where we don't have this level of inequality, where we have you know uh, uh, a city where everybody can live uh, equitably and equitable e equitably. And uh, and I think that that got got a response. I, I don't think that they're like ah oh, fuck all these people, lock them all up. You know, I, I want to have a city that is, you know, really falling apart and has so many people who are homeless. So, I mean, I, I, I have hope, I guess I would say, even for those, those folks that you're talking about. Quick thoughts on uh, are the two most prominent Democrats from California in this country. <laughs> DiFi and Pelosi, go. I think Democrats can do better as speaker. I absolutely do, and I do think it's not about gender and it's not about age. It is about having a fucking tenacious uh, new blood in the Democratic Party. I think we're seeing that with a lot of the, the new Congress people coming in. Obviously, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a wonderful example of that, right? And I want those people nipping at the heels of someone like Pelosi, but I, there's a few, I mean, the pragmatics are that there's no there's no one who is actually running for her seat. There's no competition. And uh, that, is, that hasn't changed. No one's actually giving her a run for the seat and she's probably gonna be there. So I know she's given the Congressional Progressive Caucus, which is something she started, which is sort of like, again, the progressives in Congress who every year they come out with a budget. You guys wanna read it? It's amazing. But, uh, and they, um, she started that. Now she's gonna give them more seats, I believe, on more committees, which is cool. But I also know that she might pass uh, legislation that would make it much harder to raise taxes on the 80% of Americans, which is absurd, and right, and that would basically, a lot of people say that would kill Medicare for all. But, so I don't know, is this the best we've got? And like, how long does she have to serve as speaker? When can we, when can we be like, yay, no. Well, that's, the, okay, look, I, I don't know a lot about her or what she does. I do hear a lot of Democrats, uh, rumbling about her yeah and so I don't know why if there is a problem and th th it's not new if there's a problem why people in the party don't like you just said she's unopposed she's yeah. not you know so why hasn't that changed what's not happening in fact the majority money? of people right she is a huge fundraiser she's uh -huh. she's really good at doing that she's she whips votes she or Obamacare is the crown jewel in her legacy mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the people who oppose her are Democrats that are opposing her from the right and so you kind of have to see, all right, what are the adversaries? And, and, and there's like some committee that's, you know, against, you know, having Nancy Pelosi for speaker. And I think most, the majority of them are in, are farther to the right than she is. Hmm. So I don't know. Do you think that, uh, that you can teach an old dog new tricks, uh, <laughs> Matt Haney? I mean, I'm of, I'm of two minds on this. Yeah. You know, on the one hand, the three leaders of the Democrats, not just Nancy Pelosi, but the other two who lead the caucus, are like three of the oldest people, I think, in America. <laughs> <laughs> they're, very, they're very old. And that's not necessarily a good thing in terms of reflecting you know, who we are as a country. So I, I think they need to make room, if not Nancy Pelosi, her right hand, her, you know, whether it's you know one of the new folks or her whoever daughter, it is. yeah, who, whoever. <laughs> like you can't you can't Hand have three, like you can have the oldest person, but not three of the oldest people. That's it's too much. Are but, you being ageist? Uh, a little bit. Okay, cool. But Me also, too. like she's had a long time in power. She's done a lot. She's accomplished a tremendous amount. 
On the other hand, I think it's pretty cool to have the person who represents San Francisco be the Speaker of the House. And when I'm in other places and I see these ads that they run and they say, you know, San Francisco values are taking over. I'm thinking like, yeah, damn right we are taking yeah. over. Mezzanine <laughs> you know, that's, values. Yeah, that's, yeah that, exactly. <laughs> so I, 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 I go back and forth on it because I do think she reflects those values in a lot of ways. Um, but she's also a part of the system. And I hope that if she is the speaker, which it looks like she will be, that she makes space for new people. And within two years, we have a new leader as Speaker of the House. Okay, thank you for clarifying. I would like to kill Sh Chuck Schumer. Okay. Can we, can we, or not kill. I would like him to not yeah, have his job anymore. Say that on the podcast. Well, make it, <laughs> I mean, well, not make kill. It look like I mean, action. kill like in the comedy sense, where he like laughs so hard that he resigns from his job. Like you know how we say the comedians kill. I would like love when to we get a lot of kill. laughs. Don't, you can't backpedal, man. So I don't want him to die except by natural causes in the course of his life in a very happy and content way at home. But I just want him to not not be doing his job anymore. Um, is what I'm trying to say. Why? Well, I mean, because, like, you know, people have been talking about, about uh, Nancy Pelosi, but at the same time, like, Schumer has been fairly, like, Pelosi's actually done a better job of holding a bigger, more diverse Democratic caucus in her house together than Schumer has. Schumer keeps having people like Joe Manchin vote with the Republicans on shit, and seemingly without consequence. And Schumer keeps letting Republicans stack the, pack the courts with more right-wing ideologue judges. And like, there's this thing after thing where Schumer has like, not been effective at, you know, he's been to the right of the Democratic electorate in general, mm -hmm. and has not been effective at sort of being the voice of like, the, t the current state of, of the country, which is wanting, re you know, uh, wanting real opposition and resistance to the, to the right-wing agenda that Trump and, and McConnell are, are pushing. And Schumer's been pretty tepid about it. And the, and the leadership in the Senate has come from people like like our Senator Harris and, and other folks, not from Schumer. So, right. uh, And what's up with the glasses? Are those yeah. greeting glasses? Yeah. Or I think he's, he's going to replace it with a magnifying glass pretty soon or just a <laughs> monocle like, or something <laughs> like his, like all you see when he speaks is just like the ten forehead lines, and then he's very convincing as our, you know, like that's not that's not the resistance I want to see. Speaking of the resistance that some people want to see, and a self-appointed leader of the resistance, let's move to our uh, next segment. This is a segment I like to call targeted character assassination. So every <laughs> week we take apart one person who's been in the news or sort of just in the ether generally. Uh, and this week, that person is Mr. Michael Avenatti. He is the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, the porn star who uh, definitely slept with the president and then was paid off $130,000 to be quiet about it, which uh, seems like the price that Trump should pay you to sleep with him, although I know it was that wasn't the arrangement originally. And, and, re and reported that the president's penis looks like Toad from Mario Kart. <laughs> I just think we we need to say remind people of that with, at every opportunity. With, with Yeti Toad pubes. From, from Mario, that's, she, that's what she said. With Yeti pubes, so just like matted in all different ways. Yeti? Uh, he really said Yeti? Everyone just take a yeah. time and Just to try to visualize that. Yeti pubes for a second. Mm. Huh. Mm. Michael Avenatti was in the news because he, of course, uh, not of course, but he actually was arrested by the LAPD 
um, for domestic violence. His, his girlfriend, or a woman that he was with, um, called the police saying that Avenatti was physically abusive toward him, uh, dragged him uh, out of a bed, I believe, and uh, then she called the police and he was arrested. Gets out of jail, and he immediately, there's some microphones waiting for him, and he immediately says, I just want to say thank you to the LAPD for treating me so well. Like, he had it all buttoned up. It was kind of amazing. Uh, Stormy Daniels says she's going to wait to see what happened. Obviously, all the accusations are there alleged. We don't know what happened. She said she will seek new advice and uh, counsel if, um, if those allegations are true. I want to know what your opinions are of Michael Avenatti, because I've done a little bit of digging ab about him. Now listen, for those of you who don't know who I'm really talking about, just remember the he's got those steel blue eyes and just a very strong jaw. He's a, he's a bald fox also. Uh, there's no hair up there, but he's a fox anyway. Uh, I want to say that up until this moment, I thought very highly of Michael Avenatti. Uh, I thought that he um, uh, he wouldn't have to pay me $130,000, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but that being said, he is a self-appointed figure of the resistance, and he, I believe a few months ago, announced that he is seeking a run at the presidency, mm. seeking a run at the White House. Um, I, there is a wonderful Time magazine article about him. I want to read, to read a few lines from it to let you know who this guy is. He says that before he was Stormy Daniels' lawyer, uh, he only had like 40 followers on Twitter and they were mostly uh, like clients and people he was uh, opposing. And now he has a hard time telling... Is there anything worse than having 40 followers on Twitter? I don't know, you tell us, it's, the, it's such a tragedy. His, uh, he says his main occupational hazard is that telling apart naked pictures sent by political opponents trying to entrap him from those sent by sincere admirers. <laughs> maybe I did, maybe I did. Um, <laughs> Michael Avenatti drinks 15 shots of espresso every day. How many black eyes is that, Kevin? It's a lot of black guys. It's a lot of black guys. A lot of black guys on the bar. <laughs> He's got a $19 million Newport Beach mansion, two private jets, uh, and collections of high-end watches and art. He has competed in 30 professional sports car races and counted, <laughs> counts two Ferraris as part of his fleet. And here's, so all that on paper seems super sappy and ridiculous and tacky. But at the same time, he says that he thinks the Democrats have a lot of talent, but no fighters. And that he thinks that if they opt for a pedigree candidate in 2020, pedigree, pedigree right? <laughs> they will get flattened by Hurricane Trump and that he believes it's not policy or personality that's most enticing, it's winning. Mm. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> what was your opinion of Michael Avenatti up until now? Uh, not good. Um, I mean, I, I think that that quote that you just read, literally the only other person in America who would say something like that is Donald Trump. Exactly. And who is the president? There's a tension, I think, right now for our side where we're thinking, do we need our own Donald Trump? And that's kind of what he represents. Mm. You know, he's a hustler. He's got a lot of money. He will say anything. He wants to just fight all the time. Um, he's a womanizer, clearly. Uh, so I, I, I'm of the view that we, we don't fight Donald Trump by being like Donald Trump. And I think that's what he represents. And, I'm, and I think it's better that we found that out sooner with him 
and that he, that, you know, that, that it came out sooner, that people don't get attracted to that, and then we actually find somebody who represents our values to take on Donald Trump, not somebody who's most like what we're against. Mm. Are you jealous because you also have blue eyes and you just want to? <laughs> but they're <laughs> blue eyes. I have to admit. Um, <laughs> no, I, he did give me some hope. I'm like, I'm losing my little bit of hair up here, <laughs> and I thought, you know, if I lose all my hair, I could still look okay. Dude, you know, he's good looking, for sure, better looking than I am. Uh, but I always got a little bit of a weird feeling from him, and I don't think that's who we should be running for president. I mean, where 40 followers a, a couple months ago, he's not qualified to be president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where he 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 got his name from from doing what he did, and we appreciate that. But uh, I think. It's not serious. And yeah. the fact that he's getting so much attention is part of the problem. Mm. It's part of how Donald Trump got to be president. We shouldn't be fueling that. But here's by my thing. I think, don't you think that's a problem with Democrats? The fact that there's such a vacuum of personality and power and like someone with, again, the tenacity. Because say what you will about Avenatti, and obviously these, these uh, you know, accusations are awful. And, and, and you know, I, I jokingly. I'm like, I love Michael Avenatti. But fucking, when there's a vacuum, you get people like Avenatti. You get people like Trump. When there is not someone, when you have Schumer just like, you know, again, with the 10, like, forehead folds staring down, like, we protest, you know, like, that is when an Avenatti is <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, but, I got this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, and so I think it's know, a failure got, we, on we, Democrats' We have part. Stacey Abrams. You know, we have Andrew Gillum. Sure. We have Beto, you know, we have Alexandria. We, we have, we oh, have you said Beto, you didn't say me. Uh, we have NATO. <laughs> Look, um, I, I mean, we, we have people we should be celebrating. We don't need to celebrate this guy. NATO Hall Green. <laughs> NATO Hall Green. Green. Change your name, you can run for president. Sure. I, I mean, I, like, I, uh, I respect the work of, I believe in the idea of the, of the government and a functioning government. And, I just like the, the this this thing that happens of where people are being like I'm smart I have moxie and gumption or whatever and I'm a winner I know how to run the government and like you know I, I just don't feel like like or and people going you know business people wanting to like run for office all the time being like I'm gonna run government like a business like fuck those people like the government is supposed to like like there's no other job where you just get to like s declare that you're qualified to be the boss comedians. Oh. <laughs> I gotta go. I'll see myself out, everybody. You can say it, but no one else will believe you. Not for a long time. No, but I mean, I think, I, I actually think we've entered into a time where if you don't have those zingers, if you're not on Twitter, like AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's like there's part of me that is, you know, I'm so happy that she's there, but she's had to fucking like Wonder Woman deflect away all these haters with these incredible lines on Twitter, right? We've all seen them. And that's the game that you have to play. So there's part of me that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have to follow the protocol and like, you know, run for supervisor first and work our way up. But at the same time... Yeah, uh, ran for school board first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, first you run for school board. Um, then you wear blue contacts. Uh, I'll work on that. Then... It, then you dress up as Prince. You know, you've got, it's a whole, it's a whole pattern. It's a, it's a ladder of success. Yeah, it's a Are you like success. a Yeti or more of a Sasquatch? <laughs> Which way do they grow? Which way do they grow? All right. I was, I think, oh, it's, okay. I think it's a good sign that like, that, that a hustler like Avenatti is showing up. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like, like it's a sign of the strength of your movement when people are like, 
I can make a dollar off of this. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you have a protest that's big enough that food trucks start pulling up, you're like, okay, we're winning now. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? When, like, yeah, when people start selling, selling bacon-wrapped hot dogs outside of your event, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, uh. But as long as we agree, he shouldn't be present. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he can be at the party. Like, right. Show up, but I but think he captures a spirit that maybe Democrats are missing. And this is my yeah. thing with Pelosi and DiFi, and yeah, specifically yeah. Pelosi, I think they were good in the moment that they were. And that, but I'm not sure that they have the fight in right. them to take us to this next period. And I think whoever runs in 2020 is going to have to have a like no shit right. taking, put you in your place. None of this like huh, visit my website. You know, like there's can't be. There has to be just a like buy Felicia, sit down, Trump. You know, yeah. moment. And when Avenatti, I mean, say what you will, but the dude is slick and smart and precise and to the point. He is also that guy who's like, I'm a total feminist. Quiet back there. You know, like that's... <laughs> he will step over a woman to say that he's a feminist. Um, but, you know, uh, one of his advisors, this guy who actually advised the Hillary Clinton camp, well, he, he oh, great. wrote a memo to the Hillary Clinton campaign warning her that she was in danger of losing Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Ohio. Michael, Michael Moore said that too, though. Sure. This is not Michael Moore, but this guy's now supporting Avenatti or talking to him you know, about his run, and he says, when I look at the National Democratic Party, I see weakness, I see fear. Michael has picked up the corpse of the Democratic Party and breathed life into it. Non-consensually, of course, but listen, we can, we can take what we can, no. No, no, and I think actually this is before the, you know, I think Avenatti, something like the midterms puts Avenatti in his place, right? Something like the midterms, we see real grassroots energy, Avenatti is no longer the main show. But we need other shows. I think we'd be yeah. stupid to say that it's just, well, a decentralized, you know, grassroots model will win us. No, we need figures. We definitely still need figures. No, but Bernie Sanders is still pulling out 30,000 people at rallies. You know, anywhere, right. any, Bernie Sanders shows up to speak anywhere in America, this, it sells out. You know, I mean, there's a, like, everybody wants to see it. So it's not like Avenatti's vision of what charisma is is the only viable vision of charisma. I mean... Yeah, he still has his hair too. Yeah, blue arguably. eyes apparently. And blue. I uh, I go back and watch the Bernie Sanders bird moment from time to time when I'm feeling really fucking sad. I'm just like, let me see about that bird. <laughs> like, look at that bird landing on his podium. Cry a little bit, then watch Coco cry some more. Fall asleep, wake up. You know, it's a healthy regimen. I, I gotta say, I was I was so wrong about Bernie. I saw, I I went to see Bernie Sanders speak at the Unitarian Church in San Francisco. Like eight years ago and I was like I agree with everything he's saying I just don't think there's like an old Jew saying sad statistics for an hour and a half to <laughs> white people with fanny packs is going to be the revolution and boy was I wrong I was completely wrong about that more sad, old sad, Jews sad, with sad stats <laughs> Kevin what do you think about Michael Avenatti um I mean it's a lot of black guys <laughs> um, I uh, people were like black guys. Um, no, I don't know. I just I, I don't know a lot about him. I just knew that when he opened his mouth and was like, "Yeah, I could be president," I was like, oh, "No, I don't trust that motherfucker at all." <laughs> Anybody who does that, I'm just like, "Nope, not you, not you, motherfucker." And, and so that was that's all I know. And then and then I read this story about him, that, you know, allegedly, and I just went, "Well, they see that's yeah, you know, so." Yeah. He, he overstepped his boundaries. He's like, he's like, I am an ally to women. That's why I'm supporting a porn star who's fucking amazing. And so talk about like 
zings and, and putting haters in their place. You know, people call her Stormy Daniels slut, and she's like, thank you. <laughs> like, yes, I am. Uh, but, like, there's one way to not be an ally is just to, like, step out. I'll be the president. You know, like, yeah. that's, sit down. I'm afraid of that guy. Yeah. Well, it, was too, it was just too early. To ju- you just got here, dude. Relax. Run for school board. Right. (laughs) How are you guys feeling? Awesome. There's one segment left, right? We have one final segment. This is the game that we play every single week on the Bituation Room. It's called Sex, Elect, Overthrow. It's like Mary Fuck, Kill, but with political figures and whatnot. Uh, This week, of course, because we are in San Francisco, this is the tech mecca, the tech, uh, I don't know, Salesforce building. We, uh, it's an, you know, we're in the Mordor of uh, the robot apocalypse. And <laughs> therefore, I would like our guests and you all to think each and every one of you out of these three uh, billionaire tech bros, who would you sex, who would you elect, who would you overthrow? Elon Musk, mm. Mark Zuckerberg, Sex. and Jeffrey... Bezos. Mm. You took out kill. That's, yeah. that's good. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Is the Amazon guy. Okay. Sex, elect, or overthrow. Just for some context, Jeff, uh, Mark, excuse me, Elon Musk is the founder of Tesla and SpaceX. He's trying to take all the billionaires to Mars. We can't wait. He is worth. <laughs> I mean. Twenty-two point two billion dollars, and really likes to frequent Tartine, which is a fancy gourmet bakery here in San Francisco. Uh, maybe a little too much. The dude is kind of bloated up. I'm just, listen, you got that much money. He's a little carb facey. Yeah, he's a little carb facey. You got that carb face, <laughs> the bread pudding face. Um, you know. Carb face. He's got a very wide face. He does have a wide face. It's kind of odd looking. All right. Uh, second most Five valuable player is Mark Zuckerberg. His, his appearance. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg is worth $50.7 billion. Probably 48 <coughs> by the end of this podcast. Uh, given the way Facebook is yeah. going. Mm, thanks for coming out via Facebook ads, guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, big money, big money here. Jeff Bezos, uh, Amazon, Earth's largest store. That is their slogan. <laughs> Earth's largest store. <laughs> Just the scariest slogan. He's worth $126.8 billion, $127 billion uh, right now. They're kill. We could overthrow uh, him. him. Someone in the audience said kill Was him. Marry an option? <laughs> what do you Matt Haney, Matt Haney, who would you sex? Who would you kill? I mean, who would you elect and who would you, who would you overthrow? Overthrow can be many different ways. There could be murder. Okay. A sex. Well, tell me again. Sex, elect, overthrow. Sex. Sex. Okay, not sex, but sex. Okay. I mean, Elon. Elon looks like he's into some freaky shit. So sex for sure. <laughs> What would, what would you sext him? Uh, oh, I've, I've said enough already. Oh, yeah. politics. I was like, is he really going to yeah, answer that are shit? Are you recording this? Is this being recorded? Yes. Okay. These okay. mics right. aren't plugged in. Thank you. Okay, but not this, my part. This though. is definitely going in Matir and Ross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> newly elected supervisor says he will sext Elon Musk because he's into some freaky shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah, heavy yeah, mic. <laughs> Yes. 
I'll leave it at well, that. And then an I've already won, so I'm. A, you know where he hangs out, man. Just tartine. Uh, tartine. Who did we that vote face, for? Though, yeah. That face. Okay, so you're gonna sex I'm gonna, yeah. Elon. Who are you gonna what overthrow and who are you gonna elect? Okay. Um, we gotta overthrow Jeff Bezos. Yes. What the fuck? That I mean, that that guy. Um, with all that money, and I don't know what he's doing. I think he's gonna make the whole thing. You know, they're they're opening these Amazon stores now, where they have no people in there, and it's all run by robots. Yeah. So um, on some Terminator shit, we gotta take that guy out right now. <laughs> and um, I, I feel like Mark Zuckerberg has a softer side. You know? he's, he has. A, I, I just saw an interview they did on on, C, on CNN, and he seemed, you know, he's kind of he feels bad about everything. I mean, look he's at his face. Talk about like so he if, has no hard edges. If, he is just. Well, like I only a, have one choice left. That's elect. So I need to make a case for electing this guy. So you're gonna elect Zuckerberg. So so I'm gonna elect him to school board. Nice. <laughs> And he can learn and work his way up. All right, so like that, <laughs> Kevin. Um, I mean, I, I think I, I I think the easy answer is to overthrow uh, Bezos. He's 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 doing he's doing too goddamn much. Uh, but um, I feel like I elect Elon Musk. Yeah. Because he seems just only on the uh, just because he seemed to have vision, and so who knows what could, you know what I mean? I I don't know. And then um, and then I would I guess sext Zuckerberg. <laughs> I mean I guess because while we were sexting, he might come up with some cool version of sexting. Like oh shit, I didn't know you could do that. Like that could be <laughs> a thing. <laughs> You know, and suddenly like, whoop, he's actually there, and oh, we're really, we're, we're kind of fucking like that. I think that would be like, all right, you know. And I feel like if we're busy sexing, it keeps him from fucking up shit with Facebook and doing all that other shit. Like, I feel like America would be like, keep fucking up, you know what I mean? I, I be, that's me doing my part. That's me doing my part. Is what I'm saying. So, yeah, I'm here for you. There's definitely like genital filters or whatever. There should be, right? Do they recognize? Let's all try that at home tonight. Just uh, see if uh, the Facebook filters recognize your tits. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So uh, I think I need to overthrow Elon Musk because the idea of a billionaire white South African, like, come on now. Like, apartheid's got to be done. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so... Um, that guy's such an asshole, and uh, uh, I'm gonna—they're all assholes, I know. But I it's have a to very pick. Hard that's, game. That's, that's, that's the design of the game. Is uh, it's like the Kobayashi Maru—you can't win. So, um, what? It's a, it's a Star Wars. Oh, a Star Trek oh, thing. oh, I Star oh. Trek. Lit the room. So oh, Star Trek. Trek. It's split the room. They're like, <laughs> it's a Star Trek thing. Uh, so um, you have to be old to know what you're talking about. No, it's. I think it's in the rebooted Star, Star Trek. How many it? people know what the Kobayashi Maru is? Applaud. Don't yeah. get seen. You Applaud. can't raise your hands on a podcast. Okay. All right. And three and, three and, people. And of, of you, how many of you are under 40? Okay. You, you had to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so nobody that. under 40 knows what the Kobayashi Maru is. Okay. One person waving their hand who didn't hear the clapping instruction. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say, controversially, elect Jeff Bezos. Uh, here's why. To what? To, to, well, uh, anyway. let, let, me say, let me say why, and then I'll say to what. 
Uh, I'm gonna say ele- elect him because. Like Amazon, it's like he's it's it's. I mean, at this point, it's Skynet. Like they run the world, and so if I was like overthrow him, then they would drone me to death, and that's like I think he has that power. Um, but I also like, the, unlike a lot of these like billionaires, they do the, like I use this. I actually use the stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like I watch the Americans. I uh, rent the Amer. You know, on Amazon yeah. Prime, I shop at Whole Foods. I read the Washington Post. Like. Like I, they have things that exist in the real world that I interact with, uh, so I so I would say uh, elect him, but um, elect him to like like a job with not a lot of prestige, like board of equalization, um, like something that where people just get banished to. So he has to like learn humility. It's a very insider. That's, thing to say. This is like <laughs> nobody knows what that the is. The wire of yeah. city politics. Yeah. Just like oh uh, yeah, you, you the people who were like. The, 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 there, there were the Kobayashi Maru people and the Board of Equalization Not people. Not the Board of Equalization! No! <laughs> Anything but that. Why would you do that even to your enemy? <laughs> Put them on the Board of Equalization. Those guys are across the street from Comic-Con every year. Like We're <laughs> celebrating a different thing. Uh, so uh, that's what I'd elect him to. And then, uh, and then so that was uh, over the row. And then uh, I would also sext Mark Zuckerberg. There'd be a lot of poking. I would just poke, poke <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> uh, poke back and forth. Tell me when you come. Yeah. Uh, but so you're... When you're, you hear the crunch. You're electing yeah. Bezos. That's right. That's what you were doing. That's right. Poke. 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 I still don't know how backing your... Oh, it's my butt dick. Like, I my don't butt. know how it works. It's my butt dick. Like, it made sense initially, and I was like, no, wait. I'm not suggesting that there was... That like, like you it's know, okay, how it's your butt dick. I, I mean, who like, am I to say? Look, you don't know that I don't that people can't that no one can have a prehensile butt dick. You know what I mean? The Googling hensile. <laughs> what is pre? Um, okay, for me, sex elect overthrow. You gotta Zuckerberg's got to go. Fuck yeah. this dude. I He will not even step down from being the CEO. Everyone's like, please, just go. You are bad enough. Take your bangs and your alien <laughs> eyes and your sort of, you know, blank stares and your thin lips and your de- desire to crush everyone in your path. You know, like, get the Winklevoss brothers in here. Get the Vink. I don't know if I'm saying that. Get those dudes up in here. I feel like I would like them a little bit more now. No, overthrow Mark Zuckerberg. Today news just dropped that um, not only was Facebook hiring a PR company that like went after George Soros and sort of targeted him um, just to sort of deflect against their own uh, lack of response to some of the Russian meddling in their platform and the propaganda, but that they explicitly went after George Soros because he was critical of Facebook. Not that they were jumping on the Soros train, they were like, nah, 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 this dude said something about us, fuck him. So, fuckerberg, man, fuckerberg, go go to your shallow alto uh, bunker and cry forever. Everyone, no more friends for you, no more ranking girls, you limp dick piece of shit. I'm sorry, I fucking hate Mark Zuckerberg. Can you imagine being his child? He has a child. He has like seven children. He has seven children? So many. That's, really? that's how they do it. They, they lay eggs and then... <laughs> he spawns. Wow. He spawns. Uh, yeah. um, uh, I think we should... 
let's see. Uh, you you gotta sex Bezos uh, and and. <laughs> But like with like, <laughs> just like Etsy lingerie, you know, like I got this on Etsy. It's handmade. Like, come to the come to the homemade side, you know. Like, this is I don't know. I wanna I wanna sex him things that are like good about local business, you know. Like, look, this is what happens when the earth has many stores, you know. And uh, what is what is Etsy lingerie? I mean, it's crochet mostly. Uh, it's uh, they knit very, very fast and furiously to make you. It's like I feel like Etsy lingerie is a crocheted little watermelon top, right? Isn't it? And then there's like a little or like a kitty cat on the on the bottoms. A lot of yarn bras. So many yarn bras. Something they don't like they don't support anything, but okay. you support them and their business. So and uh, I would elect. I agree, Elon got very fragile when he couldn't save the, uh, the what were they, were they Filipino children in soccer, the soccer team that was trapped? Or they were oh, yeah. Thai, Thai children who were trapped in the submarine. So racist. Or not the submarine, but he sent a submarine. <laughs> Don't even know the difference between Thai and Filipino people, Francesca. Neither did he, he sent the submarine to the Philippines and was like, well, <laughs> I tried. Um, I would elect him and I don't know to, wh to what. Uh, I think he should, again, I think any of these billionaires could be like, let's elect him to the State Assembly of Ohio, all right? I'm sure he will talk some sense into these pro-life motherfuckers, and um, let's, let's keep him in Ohio. Keep Musk in Ohio. Let's take Ohio to Mars. Take those dudes to Mars. They're gonna be our little, our little lab rats, our space monkeys. And with that, thank you so much. This has been the Vituation Room Live. Yeah. We should, before we go, so, Matt, where can people find you online? Yes. I'm going to be a politician given my website now. <laughs> oh, Matt, God. Matt Haney SF on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, nice. Instagram thank you. Do you check your other messages? Cool. Uh, that, that, nope. That's a yes. And uh, Kevin. <laughs> uh, at Kevin Avery on Twitter and uh, Kevin Avery Comedy on Instagram. Nice. Nato? Nato Green on Twitter, Mr. Nato Green on, on Instagrams. I'm at Franny Fio. This has been the Bituation Room. Thanks for the setup, for having us. We'll be here once a month. We will be here once a month. The next next month is December 19th. And also, this space, the setup, is a just one of the best places for comedy, if not the best place for comedy in San Francisco. Thursdays through Saturdays, they have shows. Come back and see them. Thank you so much. Give it up once again. Good night, everybody. <laughs>